0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine.
1: My name is Jared Countess.
0: And our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity, understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last time we talked, we talked about safe paths and the idea of safety versus danger. Do we always have to profile? And the challenges with slogans and marketing and the beauty of individuality. And this week, Jared, what are we going to dive into?
1: Well, we're going to sidestep that com- that that conversation and we're going to talk about um, some of the things that happened, I believe they're all in 2020, right? Um, maybe one of them was 2021, but the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict and the uh, McDaniels, um, the father and son pair, and I've got the third uh, uh, defendant and the uh, Ahmaud Arbery case. Um, and that in that verdict. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the fallout from both verdicts and, uh, you know, how we feel about it, how we feel like about what happened.
0: Well, should we start? Which one you want to start with?
1: Uh, let's let's start by reminding everybody what happened <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just in case, just in case you guys didn't um, see these things. Um, I think it was in the beginning of 2020, uh, maybe February, March. It was before COVID hit. Uh, it was before, um, goodness gracious! How the hell did I forget his name? George Floyd. It's before the George Floyd incident. Uh, a guy named Ahmad Arbery was running um, in Georgia, and um, he was running through a neighborhood. And apparently, in the neighborhood, there had been, you know, uh, in the previous week, something had got stolen from somebody's yard. Anyway, so these guys see this guy running. Um, they call the police, and uh, this guy's running um and anyway these guys decide they're gonna make a citizen's arrest um and in the video you see them uh pull the truck up in front of them they get into an, an altercation a guy tries to run past they they you know kind of halt them with a sh- holding a shotgun in their hand uh they get into an altercation and uh they the uh i forget what the first name is. one of the mcmichaels the son uh shoots them twice with a shotgun kills them and um later video footage showed that you know not only were they driving behind him chasing him down but they actually hit him with a truck while they were while they were chasing him which gives like ross the idea of why he you know got into an altercation with the guy holding a shotgun right because a lot of people said you know the guy has a gun don't you know what are you doing trying to grab it and take it from him well they obviously showed aggression before and hit him with the the truck yeah yeah (laughs) So uh, I think that played a big factor um, and the fact that, you know, um, he didn't have any. Anyway, that was the that was the case before I get deep into it. That was the case that that really it, it touched me in some kind of weird way. When I watched the video of Arbery getting shot and all of this other stuff uh, that that kind of that upset me that uh, to be honest, it upset me more than a George Floyd incident. <laughs> uh, mm. Um, you know, just just me on a personal level. Um, maybe because I'm in a fitness and I go running and things like that. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of like, wow, like, you know, I, I could definitely see myself in his shoes. And, mm. uh, and 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 to me with that case, the most important part was he didn't have a bag. He was wearing shorts and a T shirt. You know, what the hell is he stealing? Right. You know, and and so, you know, broad daylight, broad daylight. Right. Yeah. And so uh, that upset me. And um, so anyway, and that was the earlier um, incident. But that trial ended after a Kyle Rittenhouse trial. And um, if you guys know about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing in Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, this was after George Floyd, um, after COVID. Um, once COVID had already happened, there were riots all throughout the United States. And this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, him and his family, uh went to uh Kenosha Wis Wisconsin. They went there to guard um some of the stores and um buildings that were, you know, riots throughout the country. People were breaking in stores, they were burning things down and everything else like that. So they they went and like a private militia kind of thing <laughs> and and stood there where they are. Um, And apparently, you know, some people um, were aggressive toward him and, um, you know, he ended up killing two people and wounding another. Um, And there was video of at least uh, the second incident because he killed one person and he was moving away from that scene and people tried to attack him. And uh, he ended up, uh, you know, killing one other guy and wounding another. one guy hit him with a skateboard, He's, that's the guy he killed, and then the other guy was running up on him with a, uh, ran up on him with a, with a pistol drawn, and he wounded that guy. And uh, so in a Kyle house case, he got off on self-defense. Um, I think a large part of that was um, his own testimony when he got on the stand and uh, they talked about it and how he could, you know, barely hold himself together on the stand. He was so distraught about what had happened. And I think, you know, that was a testament to, um, don't get me wrong, like, I I do think that this kid might not be the brightest tool in a tool shed, (laughs) right, but um, he definitely was, you know, he went into a dangerous situation armed, right, and um, he found himself, you know, as as you would if you go into a dangerous situation in a, a a a state of danger right (laughs) and he used the weapon that he brought with him there right and so the only question to me in that case really was you know i don't want to say the morality because i think he was trying to do the right thing right but the ethics of you know uh or the, the morals of the parents of of putting your 17 year old child in a situation like that right where you where you would where he would have to he could possibly have to use the gun right you know what i mean and um i think a lot of times you know um people think about carrying weapons and defending themselves and um without understanding that you know once you put yourself in that situation and you're in a dangerous place it doesn't it doesn't de-escalate right it, it typically right if, if it's if it's an uncontrolled situation like that was like riots and things like that right it's it's not you're not a gun isn't going to de-escalate the situation most times <laughs> a, gun yeah. is gonna, a gun is gonna 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 you know escalate it and uh you know maybe it, it lowers the potential that you get seriously injured but it um it increases the likelihood that you are going to use said weapon (laughs) as opposed to, you know, trying to find a a more peaceful solution to the situation. But, you know, so anyway, he ended up getting off and uh, found out not guilty for self-defense and, um, the McMichaels ended up getting, you know, guilty charges. And I think, I thought both cases were pretty, um, clear cut, um, when it first happened with Kyle Rittenhouse, um, I think you know. I I posted on Facebook that I thought you know the kid did what he had to do, right? And uh, yeah, did a, did I did I not like the fact that this kid was, you know, there? Yes, no, I did not. Right, <laughs> right. It, it's just you know, It you have to be well. I feel like if you're going to do that, you need to be much better trained than this kid was. Right. In, in terms of, and that's, the, I think that's the problem a lot. Some of the problem that we have with police, and we're talking about police brutality, is that police need to be better trained on how to de escalate situations as well. But even still, they have more training than this kid did. And a big issue is, you know, we talk about police shooting people unnecessarily. Right. And so I think that was, I think that, you know, it was, it was like a perfect mixture of events that led to, you know, the Kyle Rittenhouse incident and um, and I think you have to once it happens like that you have to let this kid off right in my personal opinion and uh, and the same and kind of the same thing with the McMichaels Um, that was the worst case scenario of vigilante justice right And, and and again it's a testament to just because you're armed you know once you go into a situation armed like that then you're you're the likelihood of you having to use said weapon is higher right and so and and they provoked it whereas i don't think kyle rittenhouse provoked his altercations does that make any kind of sense you know what i mean uh just just judging from the events and all the video footage you see the kid um it looked like he was trying to be there as a deterrent and um Again, like I said, maybe not the brightest tool and tool shed, but it didn't look like he was there to shoot people. Whereas with the McMichaels, you know, chasing the guy down, hitting them with the truck while you're chasing them. Right. And all that other kind of stuff. You know, they were the obvious aggressors and aggressors in that situation. And then they killed an unarmed man. Right. Um, with without any proven guilt. Right. And uh, so that was you know, they provoked that situation as opposed to Kyle Rittenhouse running away from the guys chasing him and ended up turning around and having to shoot them. They ran after him. They he drove after this guy who was running and uh, completely unarmed, right? And so uh, that's that's a big, big difference. So anyway, if I felt like the American justice system held up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's as fair as any system could be. And I felt like it was, I felt like both cases were, gave me a lot of hope for America <laughs> in yeah. spite of the tragedies. Um, so anyway, so that, that's, the, that's the story. Those are my feelings on it. And I spent a long time talking, so I'm gonna let you go.
0: It was interesting with the Rittenhouse one, the extra stuff that came in around it. It, where I when I was talking with people or going online and observing, a lot of the points of contention and the outrage it seemed people were projecting was, was him being there, you know, being there armed. Even though I think Wisconsin has an open carry thing, probably we were all seeing images of many people armed and and to varying degrees during that time but how he was, uh, uh, one thing it seems a lot of people really latched on to is the fact that he was able to run up to the police officers afterwards, tell them that he just shot someone, and they kind of waved it on, and and it seemed like people tried to turn that into a, well, if that would have been a black guy, that wouldn't have happened, and it, it, it put a lot of emotion, and that may or may not be true, but it's not, that's not the act in question, and I think this is a really good example of we have to get better about separating emotions from behaviors or actions because it's going to be hard for us to learn and grow if we're taking emotions from one experience and, and adding them to another experience right that you know you know what i mean like it's like the I, act. I, I i agree
1: I, I would say we have to you know and that's the purpose of the legal system to a certain extent we got we have to when we assess, we have to remove race from the equation as much as we possibly can, right? And I think, and and if you remove race from the Cal house equation, that's why I, I didn't mention he was a white kid or yeah, people like yeah. got killed were white, because I don't even think I mentioned that herbert was black, was <laughs> and it's and it's because when you paint the picture of what happened, you know um we as Americans we have to get to a point where we can where we can just paint the picture and not and not see a color
0: yeah humans doing this to humans
1: just humans doing it to humans and 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 um get past the point of of okay now imagine that person was white now imagine that person was black and don't get me don't get it I'm not I'm not gonna say because I I think that while it makes people emotional, I do think that there's a rational basis for saying it you know things happen differently if somebody's black or white in this country still.
0: yeah, absolutely hundred percent
1: but if you if, if you are trying to move the needle away from that, then. bringing it up in that way like you said and 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 bringing an emotion into it and then deciding whether it was right or wrong right is wrong <laughs> right is 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 a is a step it's a step backwards when we could be taking a step forward cuz i do i agree that like if if he was a black but the question is if he was black still right or even if he was older if he was a grown man right do these guys run up on him the way that they did? Does does, does that make any kind of sense?
0: Yeah. Like, and it, think, it, you know, I'm with you. And I think that's the thing is we still, we have to be better about, it's just like, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit that in the modern day world, we can be held hostage for something that we said five, 10 years ago. And yes. I think that with the House case, it's interesting because at least in some of the conversations I've had about it, the things that people get so upset about is not so much the shooting and killing; it's combining the shooting and killing with how he was treated afterwards, and how that would have been different if he was if he was not a white guy. But mm-hmm. the the shooting is the incident. It, the after effect is just that it's the after effect, and we we I think it's a challenging thing when we start combining two separate events or actions into one and then taking the emotion of one feeling like there's a there's an unfairness to it that may or may not be true but then applying it to another incident which is did he murder these guys or was it self-defense yeah right?
1: i know what you're saying yeah you know can what we- i mean
0: whereas Ahmad Armory, we can clearly see like that's that's one fluid action right of these guys chasing him down there's this altercation they then kill him and there's, there's, it makes it somewhat I hate, I say cleaner, but it's not how it's meant to be. It sounds callous, but cleaner in the sense of it's cleaner for us emotionally process. It's like one fluid. It's like watching one continuous scene in a movie where at the end of it, you can clue it and say, those guys, that's cold blooded murder, right? There's just. The only reason I interrupt is I
1: had a. A argument with a really good friend, a close friend. It almost it almost messed it almost messed our friendship up. <laughs> yeah. I think as a matter of fact, I think I think we talked about it like way early in the um when we first started this stuff. And uh yeah, and they were they were very much in defense of the McMichaels and um and against uh and, and they and they said well he was a he was a thief. He was a robber, right? And and so yeah, and so that, that that in the beginning portions of the Ahmad Arbery uh, case it was it was a lot of people were trying to say, okay, he was stealing, right? And they were trying to and they were trying to 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 find evidence to support that he was stealing although he
0: had like i said no bag no nothing so for a run in gym clothes if you're going to steal something the worst thing you can do is go steal in gym clothes yeah the pockets
1: don't carry anything and then they no. fall down when you put heavy things in them yeah. <laughs> they're,
0: meant, they're meant to be they're meant to be able to do squats not very heavy stuff
1: <laughs> yeah so it's is yeah so but it but like uh and so it was it was and and that is and that was the reverse of what you're talking about with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing they were you know they were taking you know an emotion and then I emotionally felt like well maybe he was stealing or whatever and he quote unquote maybe looked apart right <laughs> and uh, and and then tried to and tried to justify the actions of of, of the other guys That was Uh, the other
0: thing that was confusing for me about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing was it it seemed like we were trying that there was an attempt to play some sort of racial, emotional component into it when he's a white guy and the people he killed are white guys because I heard him referred to as a white supremacist. Yes. Right. And I I was really perplexed by that because but but then if I step outside of it and look at the current state of things that's a strong emotion. So if you're trying to make a case for why this guy's guilty or whatnot, why wouldn't we use these terms? Why wouldn't we put this language in there? Well, it's, it's crazy
1: because, you know, what sucks is that as rational as human beings are, right, I think we're, we're, we're still half and half, right? Half of our brain is is devoted to rational decisions. Half of our brain is devoted to emotional decisions. So
0: <laughs> and then when the emotional one is going, the irrational one takes a backseat pretty quickly for most of us because we haven't disciplined the emotional part of it enough to be able to get to that place of rationality or we don't have life experience to be able to understand the emotion. And so when we have intensity or increased intensity because of that and it's unfamiliar, it must be true or real.
1: Well, I mean the emotional here's the fucking the science of it is the emotional side of your your brain is really the final decision maker almost always. Right even even if for a rational person right a person that rationalizes a lot of things, a lot of times still at the end of the day they're going to do what feels right.
0: Mm.
1: Right and they're going to they're going to rationalize their self to a place that 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 feels right, and I think that's because. when we're young, specifically, you know, age zero to age three, four, or five, is more important, or the first most important place to develop your decision making stuff from is based upon emotional things, because you don't have the capacity to make rational decisions, right? you don't have the capacity to, to absorb information in a way that allows you to be rational in your thoughts, right? So it's it babies, babies, you know, to, you know, the reason why terrible twos are really like one and a half to like three is that child is still really unable to understand a lot of what we would consider rational concepts, right? They learn right and wrong based upon the emotions that of the faces of other people that they're around,
0: right? <laughs> mm-hmm. We develop, Oops, you know, Jared, we're losing you. We I can barely hear you. Oh shit! There you go.
1: Okay. Um, we emotions. Emotions form the basis of our decision making throughout our those those formative years right and so it becomes it becomes the chief and if you look at animals right um animals it's emotion first right rationality second right but uh, i heard a guy say the other day you can starve a dog to death if every time it goes to get food you smack it on the face mm-hmm. right right or like or like the you know you tell a story about about the elephant right the elephant who gets pinned down you know since <laughs> they pin them down with this little stake. And when they're young, they can't pull the stake out, right? And so they build this, they have this self-doubt, this self-belief, this emotional thing, right? And then when they're bigger, they still do not pull the stake out even though they're big enough to pull it, right? Because they've formed a belief in their head, they can't, right? And that's, and that's you know, it was, maybe it was rational in the beginning, but then it's embedded by emotion. Right. Yeah. It's, it's solidified by an emotional experience. And so, you know, I, I think I heard somebody talk about uh, the deaf rationality and, and, and world today. And we were talking about COVID stuff earlier before we hopped on here. And um, I think it, I think what's going on right now is that thanks to social media and to clickbait and propaganda and all that other kind of stuff we're continually keying up our emotional centers and keying down our rational ones where as we age we should become more and more rational and less and less emotion-based decision makers right <laughs> but it's, it's, it's almost like is just like a, we're losing the attention span it's going the opposite direction if that makes any kind of sense
0: yeah i agree man i am um... It's
1: an interesting thing. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, I I, got, I went off on that tangent because 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 what you were saying is so true about taking a rational decision and then trumping emotion on it and then deciding what we think is right or wrong, right? And I think I don't think you can avoid that as a human being if that makes any kind of sense but i think that you sh- you can carry the rational thought process further you can does that make any kind of sense yeah
0: that, i think it's they're bringing it early yeah it's the struggle of humanity right is ultimately stories are how we come to know ourselves and what we and what we come to believe is our reality and there's so many storytelling elements in each of these stories with the Maude Arbery one, when I go back to saying it's cleaner, the story's clean because if you could imagine you have the ability to imagine you're watching it as a movie, but in this movie, you're able to delete all the external stuff. So there's no homes, there's no trees. It's just kind of white space or a green screen. And if you will, and all you see in this frame is three guys in a truck chasing this guy, who's running out for a run and workout clothes. And then they get an altercation. And they shoot the guy. It's it's very clean in the sense of we see it's there's not a lot subject to debate there. Even if the guy did something to provoke beforehand, he's running away You know, in this in this day and age. We all have our phones attached to our hip. It doesn't take that much to film somebody and call the police and say, hey, this guy's right here, you know, following them from a distance and saying he's over here. He's over here. Here's the video. Here's his picture. All these types of things. Right and you can but, find it
1: super easy based
0: off yeah 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 but with the rent house one because there's so many i think there's so many more story elements all those all that was going on the rioting, the protesting was was linked to george floyd that was top of mind the media we were seeing on a regular basis up to that point people going and and we were seeing images of people looting we were seeing images of people showing up we were seeing calls to defund the police get rid of the police we were seeing police getting out round of places you know, all these things going up. So now we have other people stepping up to, you know, defend things and people are feeling justified on either side. Those who are being called to go defend are feeling justified. Those who are being called to go protest and tear stuff down and loot are being justified because everybody's reacting to this strong emotional tie-in that's George Floyd and there's fires going on. There's, there's chaos in the streets and then this thing happens. And so it's a harder one because there's so much more story, I think, going into it, which leads to the emotion. But if we were to take that same scenario and we were able to delete all the stuff and we just have a green screen and we have this, this snapshot of a moment where Rittenhouse looks like he's running away, these guys push him down, one guy's coming out with a skateboard, the there guy's coming with a gun drawn. And that specific scenario, it makes it cleaner to see him engaging in self-defense. The hardest part is always going to be with I think the human animals is separating the story and the emotion, specifically the stories we want to believe, the stories we feel emotionally compelled to go through. And, and and I would say the overwhelming majority of us were so outraged and upset and mortified by what happened to George Floyd that initially there was probably a certain amount of us who who we could rationalize. Some of the vandalism and some of the upset and some of the unrest because of it was such an injustice what we saw at George Floyd and then as it went on people start to become fearful for their own safety they start to become fearful for their or it goes on longer and so we have more emotions more stories coming in and this the point of all this is just to say this I think it's important for us as human human beings to always be aware of what story we're telling ourselves and what story we're choosing to believe no. and what elements. We're pulling in from other stories to rationalize or justify the story that we are hanging our hat on that day, because it doesn't mean the story is right or wrong. What it does mean is it means is that story may be illuminating, and it could also be blinding us to other information or another story that might actually serve us better or further move a cause that we believe in deeply. and. One thing is true is passion will get us so far, but passion that is misguided, passion that's placed into something ulterior, revenge, getting even, uh, you know, justifying whatever it is. You know, that, that energy, that emotion can sometimes be misdirected really quickly. And then what ends up happening is it creates division. I think a passionate person in this day and age with all that's going on they have to be calculated to a point and, and direct that passion in a way of, of where you're going to make the effort. And passion has to be almost about chipping away at pieces at a time and getting the stone to eventually crack as opposed to trying to dive right in and crack the stone from the center. You know, we know that small calculated little chips here and there are going to eventually crack it open. But if you go and you try to attack it all at once, you're going to likely it's going to likely backfire. So
1: what does I I, I like this guy named Jordan Peterson? He talks a lot about that subject, right? It's like, because what you're trying to say is you can't just, if you just look at the wrongs in a system and get passionate about changing them, and then you take that and decide the whole system is wrong, a.k.a. uh, um, defund the police, right? then, then what you do is you just create chaos out of order, right? And and so your passion drives you to a chaotic place. And that is what we see in two-year-olds.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, it's, it's, as adults, again, it's, it's like you should be able to get to a place where your, your passion is more honed, more narrow. It's not like you're not just you know, whimsically thrown into these states of rage and <laughs> or excitement and everything else like that. And, and it feels like, you know, America, you know, we're going to talk about it next week. The biggest problem in America is that we have become a country of people who behave, you know, in terms of news, like two-year-olds, right? It's, it's entirely an emotional resp- response. And then trying to rationalize or justify emotional outrage right yeah. and, and and so it's the opposite and that's what, like i said that's what children do until they learn that that's a bad way to get what you want <laughs> it's the bad yeah. way to get anything and it only it only leads to 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 problems and to chaos it really does and so you know i immediately actually talk about star, thought about star wars when you were talking about it but <laughs> But I didn't want to always get off into those geeky <laughs> sidesteps. But the Sith, <laughs> the Sith, there was a thing. They were led by their passions, right? And that's what made them evil. They, they were evil because they were led by their passions, right? And 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 whenever passion in and of itself, for the most part, originates from a selfish place. Right. And if and if that's and if you're you're led in, in control and controlled completely by those, then you can't you can't build a just and safe society. You know, what I mean, you can't. Right. And uh, and it takes me back to why I think this is the greatest country on the planet, because if you look at our founding fathers, I can promise you some of our founding fathers were, you know, racist. Right. You know, Abraham Lincoln's on record for saying, I don't believe that black people are equal to white people. Now, whether or not he really believed that, he understood that emotionally at the time. That that was you better make that statement if you want to be president of the United States, right? <laughs> right, and uh, and and still, even if he did believe it, still he freed the slaves, right? And it was yeah. a rapid decision, as well as an emotional one. But like you know, the founding fathers, the reason that they made a way for you know slavery to end in the U.S. Constitution is is they knew that long term it was a it was a it was a failing system. Right. And they need it. Essentially, they knew that oppression in any form long term is a failing system. And and so that's the beauty of the United States of America. And again, we're going to talk about it next week. We're sliding into a place where. A lot of forces are combining to 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 try to get us to. Uh, Move to a place where that's that's not the case, right? Where 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 it's weird. It's a weird. So I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> why don't we
0: will save that we'll save that for next week. We gotta talk about that next week because yeah. I don't only want to unopen that bag. I, yeah, we'll just save that next week and we'll 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 end this because I don't want to keep everybody too long. We'll we'll keep it focused on Rittenhouse and Arbory. Yes. And thank you yeah and we'll just end with asking people what did you think of the both the trials and you the verdicts did you agree or disagree why or why not what are your thoughts on it your personal opinions your observations we'd love to hear from you and jared has always been i appreciate you and and your insights
1: oh man i i appreciate you i appreciate you for getting me on here forcing me to be on here and talk about this stuff sometimes when i want to
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely we'll see you all next week everybody take care Bye bye